conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning. Hey, we made it one conference at a time. It seems like, yeah, what a blast last week was, and you're back at it. Where are you today, Will? Uh, today we are in Boise, Idaho, for the well, live. We, we I'm, yeah. I'm at home. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> Boise, Idaho, for the Live Res Partner Conference starting uh, tomorrow. So Tuesday and. Wednesday, we'll have the partners here, and they're going to be going through last year and a half of growth and learning and tech and everything. So it's going to be fun. Nice. First time to Boise? 
Yeah, first time to Boise. I'm normally a Coeur d'Alene guy myself, but uh, it's a beautiful city, isn't it? Yeah, it's clean, really clean. Yeah, um, mountains right, right there in the background. Yeah, restaurants are amazing. I may have gorged a little too much last night on some steak, and uh, been feeling pretty full ever since. So it's pretty good, good stuff. The the whole city's walkable too, so it's uh, it's a cool spot if you never checked it out. Yes, and if uh, I had a great lunch with uh, Andrew McConnell from Rented. Had a couple meetings with uh, some of the libraries people last night. So it's been really fun to see everybody again. Uh, unlike the RMA, where it was like, hi, bye, gotta go, gotta go, gotta do it. Like, you're just everywhere with that conference. So, yeah. So today's topic is recapping the, the VRMA. And I think you, you nailed the first point. Um, I, I wish it would have been one, at least one additional day longer, given the fact that so many of us haven't seen one another in so long. Yeah, uh, I feel like I only saw, well, I probably saw everybody, but only spoke to at, at length half of who I wanted to speak to at length. So uh, for those of you I, I wished I could have spent more time with, um, give me a call this week. Let's chat. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, it was a bummer. Uh, but at the same time, it was really good to see everybody uh, got, you know, it's, 7 a.m. To, to midnight every night and some well, people, for you some for you later some <laughs> people went later and started later but yeah it was uh it was good and, and then even with the noise aware team like we there were three or four people i had never met in person before so i'm sure a lot of businesses were similar where they're meeting some of their remote employees for the first time um at the biggest conference of the year and it was your first one, but I, I've been to six or seven of them now, and it's probably the biggest one I've been to. Uh, I can't remember one that was bigger. So they started including single owners this year, which mixed reviews. Um, it certainly adds to headcounts and attendance, uh, and single owners do represent 40, 50% of the market, yeah. but their problems, their tech stacks, their uh, really everything they deal with is quite significantly different than someone who manages 20 or a hundred or a thousand. Mm -hmm. uh, so a lot of what we'll talk about today is not catered towards those folks. It's going to yeah. be catered towards the, uh, the PMs. Well, we had a, we had a great time. Like I, you know, you and I got to meet for the first time in person out of the year and it was our 50th episode for GMH um, at the conference. So best episode yet. Yeah. It was crazy. Like to set up in the hallway, um, you know, it was like, Oh man, this is going to be too loud. There's a lot of noise, but man, it was great for the traffic because we were just pulling people in left and right. You got some, uh, you got some great exclusives out of some people. Uh, we had, you know, uh, West Melton um, announced that they were acquired that morning key data raised about 5 million in capital. It was just pretty sweet to have like that, that by a, uh, what do you call it? Walk by traffic where you're just able to pull it and get the news out and off you go off to the next one. Yeah. It felt yeah. like a, a sporting event where we could just have the crowd give us their thoughts. Uh, <laughs> super cool. Um, and then, you know, Jonathan starting off the show, uh, sharing some of their, Highlights and challenges is is super cool too. Uh, we don't get 
we don't ask too many PMs to come join the show. So it's good to get a perspective uh, from Jonathan out in Massachusetts. Um, So you mentioned a couple of the breaking news points, but some themes of this show for a long time have been acquisition and consolidation. And people love to create a little bit of a buzz before the big industry conference. So everyone's kind of holding on to a lot of news at once. So hang tight with this while we go through each of them. But start off with the acquisition one. Um, Wes Melton was uh, in the quarry was acquired by Casago, Steve Schwab, Ryan Dame, awesome guys, great company. Possibly the second largest company uh, aside from Vacasa in the country, if I am not missing something, uh, because Vacasa has acquired everyone else that was as large. So yeah. I think Costco might be the the largest. Uh, now, a lot of their inventory is split between U.S. and Mexico, but call it North America. Um, acquisition, quite frankly, from my, my point of view, needs to continue to happen. We need fewer vendors, not more in the space. Um, so well done, Costco. That's that's not their first acquisition. They bought another smart home tech platform. I think it's called Big Home Automation, but I could be wrong. Bought them earlier this year. So acquisition of tech stacks um, and or of all vendors in general can, should, and will likely be a continued theme, you know, as a vendor in the space, it's hard to be integrated with 80, 90, hundred PMSs and 70, 80 locks platforms. So our strategy at Noiseware is, is pick the best and work with them um, mm-hmm. and not focus on everybody else. Um, so you know, what that looks like years from now, hopefully we picked the right ones, uh, so far so good, but it's, it makes it a lot easier on the PM to have the right tech stack if it all talks with one another. Yeah. And you could have, you could fall in love with a PMS, but it doesn't integrate with the revenue management tool you're in love with or with the channel management or noise monitoring or locks like there you really have to know what's integrated and how it all pieces together before you make any decisions for sure Um, and that's what you're so good at will you know what can i say i like i like to work with the best of the best too so the fact that you guys all talk to each other um is great and then of course uh kind of a cool announcement that i saw uh not shortly after uh, the brma but you guys and uh, Breezeway integrate. So that's a great partnership. Uh, you guys have done a lot of marketing stuff together in the last few years. And to see that integration tie in, I was just like, ah, yes, here we go. Another yep. one. So Breezeway.io slash GMH. Slash GMH. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, Peter, the, the whole team over there, what they've built folds into what we are. Um, and so it was, it was very natural. Um, you know, it takes a while to get integrations done. And that's part of the problem of having a hundred thousand different companies to integrate with. 
Yeah. Uh, so you have to be really selective uh, in, in order to, to get the most bang for your buck. So yeah, we're excited about the, the uh, Breezeway partnership. Um, we're teamed up with Operto as well. They're doing extremely well. So uh, I know also sponsors of your show will. So you do have a, uh, a tendency to, to pick the best. And then um, Jetstream, our, our sponsor for today, is, is building that integrated, fully integrated platform and not in the all-in-one way, but the partner with the best way. So it, uh, again, something we've talked about on the show a lot, but love what you guys are doing, E. Let's say what can what can I say, man? We got we got good taste. We got good taste. I, I, I'm a fan. Um, no, that's all really good stuff, and I agree. I think as an operator, you know, so many times when you're starting out, your question is, "What is my what is my tech stack going to look, look like? How am I going to make this work? How am I going to make this you know automated in some way?" I know when we started out, we weren't like thinking, you know, we were obviously we knew a lot more outside of. A PMS. We were like, okay, we got to get locks. We got to get noise. We got to get insurance. We got to get this. Um, but a lot of PMs, when they start out, they just kind of start on a platform. They start on a OTA um, and then they work their way through. Um, but, you know, I think with so many options out there, there's going to have to be a, a rise to the top, I guess, where there's going to be the top ones that are going to be perfect fit for, you know, one to 10, 10 to 20 plus whatever. And we'll see how it goes, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of options out there. So. Yeah. There's, there's 5 million, five, 6 million short-term rentals out there. If you dedupe and look at fully open calendars, probably subtract 20%. So call it 4 million and 50% of those are managed professionally. So, 10 or more units and 50% or, or fewer. Yeah. Um, and the needs are quite different from the 10 or fewer or the 10 plus. So I agree that different softwares need to be uh, focused on those needs, but there's just not a need for a hundred PMSs. And, you know, the next theme we'll talk about in, in just a second is how much money is flowing into the space. Um, which is a great thing, but it also helps prevent the cream rising to the top. Mm-hmm. So there, there's more players now than ever. Um, and maybe, maybe they are the cream that rises to the top. Um, you know, obviously people are willing to put millions of dollars behind them to, to bet on it. Uh, but at the same time, there's just, there's a lot out there. Um, I, I wish I knew the breakdown of vendors to PMs at, at Verma. I don't. I don't know that number. Maybe you do. Uh, sorry, can you say that one more time? The vendor to PM ratio at Verma. Yeah, uh, vendor to PM ratio at Verma was. I don't even know. I don't know the exact number, but I know there's a lot of vendors. There's a lot, a lot more vendors than I think were PMs. You think there are more vendors than PMs? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we, we don't know. We don't. Uh, but anyway, the next theme that we've talked about for quite a while is uh, investment in the space. You know, post IPO of Airbnb and then now Home to Go, 
uh, more money is coming in. <clears throat> OYO filed for uh, more investment and OYO's primary business is in hotels. But that said, they, they bought Leisure Group out of Amsterdam last year, which was one of the largest short-term rental operators uh, in Europe, one of the top probably four or five. And so there's there's definitely exposure into short-term rentals with OYO. Um, what they're going to do with the one point something billion in capital that comes from this IPO, we'll find out. But that's going to open up further investment into the space. And like we mentioned last week, a few companies uh, mentioned it live on our show. But Will, you want to start firing those off? For sure. Who should we start with first? We got so many options. Uh, let's see. We'll kick it off. Let me turn off that banner there. Yeah, uh, this one wasn't at the show, but I saw it with shorttermrentals.com. They're great friends of ours, so I figured we'd plug them in. Uh, Plum Guide closes at $9.9 in funding, uh, but then an exciting one, which I didn't expect at, um, at VRMA, was... Uh, key data securing you know five million in Series B funding uh, wasn't wasn't expecting that one um, so you got you 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 somehow were able to pull out uh, all this knowledge and and, and uh, information from people uh, as they walk by so it's good yeah. stuff and then there's one or two more right yes we got Journey which they raised nine point five uh, for their obvious growth in property management, but then also to launch Journey Virtual. So again, a property management operating company uh, turning into a service provider. They're going to create or put out their own tech stack for operators to license. So another, so there was an OTA with Plum Guide. There was an operator slash platform with journey and there's a vendor in key data. Another interesting thing I saw, uh, at Burma was hopper getting into the homes space. Yeah. There was quite uh, a few hopper people there. Yep. Still early days for them, but you know, they really focused or, or aiming for the Gen Z millennial app focused crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, Short-term rentals aren't quite as easy as hotels or flights uh, when you're dealing with people's individual homes. I, I think they'll be super successful on the urban side, uh, the more apart hotel. But there's, there's probably going to be some challenges, and, and I'm sure they'll be able to figure it out. They've got a really bright team and, and lots of funding behind them. Uh, but OTAs in the short-term rental space are... Are a lot more challenging than uh, than hotels and flights, which is why you see fewer of them. Yeah. Um, but super interesting. More more challenges to Airbnb, to Verbo, to booking, and we'll see what uh, what they can do over the next twelve months. But pretty cool. I I'm excited to see some competition for the big boys. If nothing else, it's going to drive them to improve and get better. Uh, which is ultimately good for all of us uh, in the space. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, we so you and I were having this talk yesterday. So Journey launching Journey Virtual, Front Desk launching Lever, 
uh, Rabu launching Rabu. So, um, you know, property operators turning into a software SaaS company. Um, kind of give me your thoughts on what this looks like on the vendor side for you guys, because we kind of covered a little bit in the beginning, but um, yeah, like, you know, consolidation of, of tech and service pro- providers uh, is needed, but now we have more and more coming into the space. Um, just kind of give me a high level overview of your thoughts on that. Yeah. And I'm scrolling to find a list that I wrote down the other day of um, all the companies that are kind of moving into from property management into software. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean they're getting out of property management. No. It just means that they uh, built their own tool to solve their own problems. And now they want to also monetize it. So I like the strategy. Um, some are moving out of property management fully, like a Lavanda, and into, just into software. Um, and then, so I've, I've got the list here that have all done that. There's Lavanda, Guest Ready. You mentioned Journey, Front Desk, Rabu. Um, home Time out of Australia, <clears throat> Sweden and Europe. Fantastic Stay, Zivu. Um, I know there's more. But these all started out as operators and they're all selling uh, software now. Mm-hmm. And the best products come from problems that you've experienced firsthand so the jump makes sense uh, but it's i mean it, just that story alone is already a crowded space before you talk about the streamlines and the guesties and the live reses of the world um i, I believe live res and correct me if i'm wrong was started by a property manager uh who was trying to solve some of their own problems is that right do you know not hundred percent sure. I'm gonna go with that story. I'm, I'm <laughs> fairly sure that's the case. I could be wrong. Um, I guess I should. Out. I should know, and I'm gonna ask now because I found out today. Yeah. Uh, but is it is the PMS space too crowded? I guess it depends, right? If, if you're trying to build a, a lifestyle business or you're trying to be a billion dollar company, mm-hmm. like there, there's probably not space for 10 billion dollar PMSs out there. Yeah. Uh, but there's probably space for three. Uh, so we're still in the, the nascency of the space. We've got a long way to go to develop. Uh, but the more capital that gets infused in the space, the longer that tail is to find out the, the true winners and, and losers of the space. Yeah. I'm, I'm just seeing it as for a lot of the property management software is already existing. They do integrate with like the best of the best dynamic pricing, access control, noise monitoring, whatever. But there's no unified dashboard. There's no spot where I can log into one login and have it all done, have it all in one space. And I do like that these these property management softwares uh, that are coming out from Front Desk, um, I got to view Lever at, at uh, VRMA, um, all this other stuff. It was really nice. It was slick. It was clean. It was it was all put together in one space. Um, you didn't have to jump around. Um, it's functional. It's easy to like as a first time glance. You're like, oh, like I I understand what's what's happening on this page. 
I think a lot of property management softwares that are currently operating have been around for a while need to focus on trying to unify some of the tools that they provide, whether it's their own or partner tools. And I know it's a little bit different because, you know, again, you know, uh, let's whatever property management software isn't noise aware, so they can't just copy and paste the, the noise aware dashboard and move it over. Um, but finding some way to, I think maybe, you know, maybe I could just be, I'm being a little bit arrogant or just naive, but you know, I think the partners, the service providers in the, in the space need to team up in a better way to kind of unify, like unify just their services and, and uh, you know, kind of like you said, be selective on the partnerships that they want and create something that the current users and future users will, will be able to have a sustainable continuous process. So there'll be less turnover and usage and a few other things like that. But maybe I'm just, well, because I'm not on the, uh, the service provider space. I I'm a operator. So it's easier said than done. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'll leave, leave that point there, <laughs> but what I, and I'll use front desk as an example, because I've known Jesse for a long time. They are they run a very very tight ship. Like they're super operationally sound. Um, so leveraging that technology and that platform as another urban operator in the space, it's probably a good idea, right? There's it's better suited for urban than Streamline or Guestie or you know some of these legacy platforms because. They're still doing it, right? They're still managing tons of units across the country. And you probably noticed this at Burma too, but there's there's companies that are really competitive with one another, but then there's also companies that are really friendly and close with one another. Yeah. And, and Jesse's built a great brand of, of trust and openness and all of that. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some of his competitors using their platform uh, in the near future. And so it, it can cut both ways, right? Like you can build the best platform for what problem you are solving, yeah. which isn't, which might be unique, which could mean it's a limited selling pool, but it might be broad, which means there's a, a wide open selling pool. And, you know, the, the people that come into the space that try to be competitive and, cut everybody else out and it's a zero sum game aren't going to make it like plain and simple. It's just not how the space works. Nope. And, and so, you know, back to Jesse, great example. He's out there on uh, clubhouse all the time, helping single owners, even though that's not even their market. Right. He's, he's building a lot of goodwill in the space and in the industry. And that goes a long way. Um, sometimes people would prefer to work with, and I'm not saying this is the case, but would prefer to work with an inferior product for working with good people and the right people for sure. than the best product. And that's pretty unique to this space, I believe. Um, 100%. Could be wrong, but that's how I yeah. feel. I feel the same way. And I've seen Jesse just be super collaborative, um, you know, uh, shameless plug. He's on Slick Talk this week, uh, coming out on Wednesday. So, like, it the, his story and his mindset going into it is not at all like a competitive. I'm going to destroy and win. Like, it's very like 
all all you know as they're saying all tides raise all or high tides raise all boats or whatever it's called i don't know rising tides rise yeah. all ships yeah there we go something like that uh he's he's got that very like i'm coming this way come on with me um attitude and i i really appreciate that because i think you know that stands out more than anything um you know getting to meet everyone in person for the first time at vrma uh, a lot of people, you know, it was like, oh, my gosh, this is like we've been talking online for a year and a half. This is great. But then being in person, there's some times where you're like, oh, OK, like true, true personality shows. And uh, to see the collaboration mostly in the VRMA uh, exhibit hall or in the hallways or in the, the sessions was just super encouraging to see that it's like everyone really is actually trying to just bring value to the space uh, to, to, you know, have the the validation of the, of what the industry does in hospitality. So at the end of the day, it's really encouraging. So just yeah. good stuff. Um, so you know how we do what's with, or whose brand is it anyways? Sure. Got one for you. Are you ready for it? No, I'll, I'll pull one up for you too. Oh, dang. Okay. Right. Uh, and uh, we have, uh, I, I think a lot of our, our viewers uh, may have noticed that we're, it's just us two today. We almost went the whole episode without mentioning Ross, uh, but he actually is here. He's kind of here in spirit, so we brought him with. Uh, but he's on no, a plane he's, right he's now. On a plane. Yeah. So, so yeah, just thought we'd let you know. Hi, Ross. We miss you. Have a great flight. Um, but here we go for whose brand is it, anyways? And I uh, had a little fun one with this uh, this morning. So, Mr. Golden, let me know. What do you think? Curio. Curio. Hyatt. Hilton. Hilton. Yeah. Ah, I always guess Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. right. Yeah, I've got one for you. All right, here we go. Not to be confused with my favorite airline, but Delta. Marriott. Wow, well done. How'd you know that? Because uh, there's very few deltas in the United States, and one of them is right near my hometown. So ah, I picked the wrong one. Well, I, all right, I, uh, one, one zero will today. Yes, yes. Right. Okay, awesome. We have to step up that game. We have, have to look into where these are geographically located, and well, know. also like delta. You know, going from the autograph collection, I, I have a good understanding of the Marriott, the Marriott ones, but. Yeah, I was trying to stump you with your own brand. I'll let you. I'll let you get away with this one. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna start studying for these. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of getting them wrong. <laughs> Have a study guide. Yeah. That's perfect. Awesome. Well, hey, let's uh, let's wrap up this episode. We've had a couple of viewers watch in live. If you're not uh, a live viewer um, and you're listening on the playback, please make sure that you like, subscribe, check us out on our website. And uh, don't forget, we have a news newsletter, uh, which I told you about, Golden Hospitality yeah. Morning Brew. So it's kind of the best newsletter out there. Um, so we're going to be promoting some new content coming out through the GMH channels. And uh, yeah, my man, it was so great to see you again on this lovely Monday morning. Yeah. And shout out to Jetstream, our partner for this episode. And have a blast in Boise, man. Um, Live Res is a great company and Boise is a, a great city. So, Oh yeah. Have fun with another in-person event back to back. Another one. And then after this Florida, here we go. Just kidding. No conference there. 
Okay. Anyways. Enough.